You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of Total Drama Island. We are in the penultimate penultimate episode right is that how is that what it is yeah the pre-penultimate episode canon episode of the season even though there's extra bonus episodes that we got to think about maybe who knows but we are in the pre-penultimate episode the final four episode officially this time the fake final four last week we are here to talk about are we there yeti interesting episode i'm not sure entirely how to feel about it um a little bigger, more of a letdown than I thought it was going to be, but also had some fun. I don't know. We'll see as we get into this episode. Uh, I'm your host, Rossi, and good thing Jared's here because I need someone to shove in front of me if the bear comes. <laughs> and I'm Jared and Duncan, Owen, Heather, Duncan, Heather, Gwen, Gwen, Owen. Okay, now that we've taken roll call, why don't we get on with the episode? <laughs> Best moment. Best moment of the episode was that. Oh, I love that. Jared, what'd you think about Are We There Yeti? Um, I think this episode works really well. I'm just happy we're back to normal, uh, I suppose, minus minus Chris. But back to normal. Um, no ring-in outcasts, returnees. <laughs> uh, no inanimate objects posing as castaways in the show. Uh, just the four campers. Uh, a good challenge, some amazing chef moments, and I think just like these dream kind of pairings uh, of, of the final four. Yeah, we talked about a few episodes when Jeff was still around. Um, <laughs> flashback to like months ago, it feels like. Uh, but that the, we loved those pairings then. But these pairings were so good too, this episode. Yeah, I think what, what like the fact that two people are getting invincibility uh just makes it work it's not like they have to work together for the sake of it or just some boring random reward being thrown in but the fact that they have to put aside their differences if they want to stay in the game i think is just a really good way to make these unconventional uh pairings work and super super hectic that at the final four two people are safe so it's mm. like a 50-50 shot if you don't win that you're going home. Like, that's crazy. Survivor would never. No, it is. It's uh, it's such a good concept, and I feel like it, it works really well. And I just love, I like, I love Heather and Gwen fighting, but I think them working together, like, I wouldn't want it all the time, but just for this one episode, it's just so perfect. Yeah, uh, it was so good all around. Even, even Owen had his moments. Um, some moments, not not as good as last episode, but, you know, everyone had their moment to shine. We had, like, essentially five characters, the four castaways plus Chef, like, no Chris, so there was, like, less to focus on. It was just a pretty simple, like, start-to-finish challenge, but it gave us so much fun and so many moments, and the dynamics really made it interesting to, to, to watch. One of the things that I loved at the beginning that I wanted to talk about was like Chef's narration, um, especially the nicknames that he gave everyone at the mm-hmm. beginning. Owen, the chubby one. Duncan, the delinquent. Heather, 
mouthy girl and Gwen the gruesome chick. Um, and then it gets even better later when he's like grim and grimmer when he talks about their team name. Oh, it's just it's such a good chef episode. And 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 immediately when he does the recap, I'm just like, can we please get chef just doing every recap i too love his nicknames for everybody i wish that like everybody had a chef given nickname in the entire show he's like the philip character here giving people nicknames oh it's just so good and and in the very start of the episode starting with mr coconut getting chopped in half it's just a really nice wrap up to to the mr coconut storyline yeah, I, was, I want to see Colin's reaction to the, the final end out <clears throat> of Mr. Coconut. Uh, is it Mr. Coconut? In my head, it was always Mr. Coconut Head. Well, I didn't remember he was a thing, so I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get it from Colin. Um, but yeah, uh, the episode starting so good and then jumps right into the epic intro that we love every episode, but I got to bring it up every so often. Although sometimes I have to skip it because I've got to get this episode finished. But I go back and re-listen to it when I have the time. It's so good. And if you don't have it, you know, saved in your, uh, you know, bookmarks, go do that now. Challenge, which was very odd. I feel like similar to last one, they're stranded in the woods and they got to get out. Um, but it was done differently. So I'll give them that. They were given supplies this time. Uh but they're grouped in pairs and they have to both survive and get out of the woods, some random location, and make it back to the totem pole at camp. And if they touch it, they're the invincible team and the other two are up for elimination. Basic challenge idea, but they're given supplies. The thing that pushed it over the edge for like, okay, fine challenge, but like what made it extra special was the fact that they had thought out giving, taking the full amount of supplies and dividing it in half. So, like, the girls at the beginning have the compass, but the guys have the map. So, like, the, like, 50-50 split of supplies was a really nice touch, and it made for a lot of drama in the episode. What were your kind of general thoughts on the challenge and, and how it played out? I think it's good. I think there was potential for it to be uh, really boring. And, and like you've said, it does definitely uh, copy uh, two, three, four, five other challenges where the premise is like get back to X location first. But I do think that the split supplies saves it. I wish, I kind of wish that Chef didn't say what direction Camp was in because I feel it, it almost. Um, kills the point of like one team having the map the other team having the compass the fact that the team with the compass knows what direction they need to go in to get back to camp um but i still think it works and i think that idea is really solid um and you like there's better payoffs in like uh heather swatting all like the bugs and getting bitten and then the fact that the boys have like the bug spray i just think yeah it's it's a really clever idea something that could even work in in just a everyday like reality show of like two tribes having different supplies and they kind of need to work together or steal um to get a full set of what they need i just think it's it's really smart yeah i loved uh, heather was like i don't know if she was different or they like i just had a different reaction but i loved her this episode i thought she was maybe the most fun i've seen her this entire season like maybe it was the challenge maybe she felt the pressure of the elimination because there was 50 50 shot she was probably she was probably gonna go home if they lost mm. so like i don't know she just felt like a different character and i loved 
every minute that we got with her this episode. Uh, but in terms of the challenge, I love the fact that it felt like kind of like an amazing race episode in some way. Like both teams are racing to the final goal. And like we saw the points where they overtake each other. Like the girls were in the lead because the guys were dumb. Like we're going the right way. And then they stop by the river and then the guys like pass them in the raft that somehow was magically there. But I just thought that there was some some fun with the way that they did this sort of like amazing race challenge at the beginning. And then it kind of devolves as we go on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the team element is really nice. And I feel like every character throughout this episode has their moments. It's not too heavy on one character, which is probably a criticism I'd have of the last episode being really Owen heavy. So this one here, I feel like everybody has a moment to shine. The things that they do throughout the course of the challenge are very in keeping with their characters. Um, I agree that Heather's a real star of the episode. I think anytime she's in her, like, schemey, strategic plotting mode um, is a real joy to watch, and and that can kind of go missing at times, and she's just, like, the mean girl, and that's all all that she is, but... I think when you couple her being mean with the strategic side of things, it just makes her a more enjoyable character uh, to watch. So I think the fact that we've got some more strategy coming back into this episode was was good to see again. And we got resolution. I mean, this is kind of skipping ahead a lot, but we kind of got a lot of resolution on, oh my God, was this this episode? Now I'm thinking it's not this episode. (laughs) Where they were talking about like, oh, you could have been in alliance with me. But you chose not to mm-hmm. in that last episode. No, that that was that was this episode, that, and that was a nice touch as well. Okay. Um, I do think like it, it, the the breakdown could have been handled better. Of like, like maybe there was room for a, a specific moment where the alliance fractured or got turned down. But I think the fact that they referenced it and it didn't just kind of disappear as this uh, hanging like plot thread was nice. Yeah, they sort of re- resolved all those sort of unanswered questions because we got the show got a little derailed with, uh, you know, the Lashana episode and the, the Coconut episode. So I feel like it kind of was like, all right, we got to reference all this stuff that we didn't get the chance to talk about at all, you know, last two episodes or even three episodes, however many it was. And I like the, the, even the callbacks to like when Owen was on the top of the cliff, like the callback to the very first challenge. Like in and the, the the episode that kind of started this whole thing, it was just like a, a nice touch to have as well. Yeah, I'm all for flashbacks from earlier fun moments throughout, and I think this was the right time for it. We're like so far down the track. The first episode was twenty whatever episodes ago, so um, <laughs> I think a good like callback to like flashing back to that moment. And like the episodes. Set- toward like final six ish onwards have all been like we're at the end so like it's very appropriate now like especially given the fact that this like the final four challenge like at the end of this we're gonna have three people left like to have those callbacks to like moments and and then have that like self-reflection was it is a is a good thing to have especially in a extra tall long season like maybe not in a survivor season to have this, but like in a season of like 20 something episodes. Yeah, it works. Challenge kind of starts like with them being isolated in the woods. Uh, One of the things that I really wanted to touch on was like the whole initial like Duncan breakdown moment where he's like, you can't leave us in the woods. Um, And then like 
instant cutaway to Heather, who's like, he's plotting something. And and obviously, uh, long story short, uh, he swipes the night vision goggles, which don't entirely come too much into play in the episode. But a fun little uh, strategy moment there from Duncan to have at the beginning of the episode. And then just kind of at the beginning, kind of seeing the different strategies that the teams are going to take to start on their uh, journey with Owen completely being an idiot and putting the night vision goggles on during the day. Um, yeah, it's definitely a fun sequence. I do love that like, it's explained why like D- Duncan's acting that way. I love that Heather like, immediately picks up on it. Um, I do think, like to your point of like the the night goggles being useless, um, it's like it's completely right. Like Chef, like you you won't even be able to see like your hand in front of your face. It's so dark. And like, how many other episodes have they been out like late and they can see stuff? And this episode, it's exactly the same. There seems to be no issues with uh, seeing what's going on apart from when when they go into the cave, which would make sense. But outside, everybody's kind of traveling fine and can can see what's in front of them. Yeah, there was no issues during the camping challenge this season. Mm. I don't think they're too far away from it. <laughs> yeah, um, questionable idea. But uh, the idea, like, works. Like, oh, it's going to be extra dark or something like that. Maybe they control the moon as well or something. Um, but just the idea of being isolated, left alone, like sort of fending for themselves uh, with small supplies. Very... Uh, survivor moment as well like very good parody of that like you're alone in the woods with not much to to do and then they twist it with this like night vision goggles being the the like total drama island special great and then obviously like i said the amazing race parody of them having to compete to race back to a location like full on board with the parodies this episode the chef storyline this episode was so good um the like the french reading was so good. Pardon, the well, what was the end thing that he was baking? The, it's the uh, buns, cinnamon buns, yeah, cinnamon buns, something like that. It was. <laughs> and then the fact that he's like raiding the cabin and taking all their stuff, like it, chef, full peak chef. This moment, this uh, episode. Oh, it's so good. I like, just imagine, like, from this, I could just imagine, like, a chef spin-off lifestyle show, like, Chef Martha Stewart, and he's got all these ideas, and he's got his own baking show, and oh, just such a great character. And, like, I love Chef and Chris together, but I also just love the fact that they can shine alone. Um, they're not kind of Katie and Sadie who have to be together, and if they're apart, there's no content to put in like they really work together bouncing off each other but also alone um and yeah chef rating the cabin was a definite highlight and the fact that it comes back at the end and he had all these plans for the day and he's used duncan's knife to to file his nails and he was gonna have a uh, face mask from heather and then he hadn't finished reading gwen's diary which was another great callback to earlier in the season and he's eating owen snacks like everybody is uh is is just really fun a really good chef episode they couldn't have even gone further with it i mean i loved it what it was but it could have gone further like people like lashana could have left something at the cabin and he just took it like he's just like the lost and bound but like takes everything like it could have gone further i was very happy with what it was uh, but I, they, they could have done so much with it as well mm, i agree like i think it was well handled but like they're 
it wasn't overkill. Like he, there could have been more moments. I I love that idea that Chef the whole time has been stealing people's stuff. Uh, would have been a great plot point, and then they just threw it in in a couple of episodes. Like, where's this gone missing? Chef stealing Eva's MP3 player, not Heather as a strategic play. Like. Um, yeah, I like to think there's an alternate universe where Chef has his own stash and it's just kind of one thing from everybody that he's taken all their luxury items. Um, that'd be a great idea. And then sort of the challenge then devolves halfway through from like a true Amazing Race style thing where they're like competing to get to the end. And then it kind of devolves into this uh, like revenge storyline where they're like getting back at each other for the pranks or, or trying to get supplies, like being strategic about getting supplies. But it's like a back and forth, give and take situation. This is kind of where I started to really like the episode. I felt like the bonds between the two teams was really exciting especially the girls like i love their like you said at the beginning like the scheming of the of gwen and heather was just so perfect um it gets even better at the very end but like throughout this whole thing where they're stealing like they lure owen with food and they steal the bug spray or they steal this or they steal that the guys steal the compass and it's just this back and forth of different sort of pranks and forest jokes i don't even know what you'd call it like these traps and it was just so good and then it culminates with the meeting of sasquatch and aqua um, that they think is a prank i just such a good way that they handled uh these like uh supply limited supplies that they're stuck with yeah, I think this is such a fun storyline. I also love just like the the cheesy like music they have in like the background fits in really, really well. Um, the fact that we get so much back and forth when it really could have been uh, like a one off like like I'm in my head I'm like just steal like the whole bag. <laughs> Why are you taking one thing at a time? But I love the that thing of like let's just take like what we need at this point in time and and then the, the back and forth is is just really good and the whole Sasquatch and Aqua plot um, being thrown in is is really fun and then we obviously get the the, the night vision goggles have a purpose again with. <laughs> Owen's whole I don't know why I laugh so much at his like saying like hi to the animals and when the squirrel waves it back at him like I just thought that was so <laughs> funny I'm all for like, Owen's nature moments I think that's re- where his jokes really shine um and like throughout this episode we we've also we moved away from a lot of like the fat and fart jokes there were some between owen and duncan on the raft but i think they fit better into it just being stereotypical owen territory um but yeah so good and and the sasquatch waving its arms like crazy while gwen's (laughs) doing the same thing on its head is just uh it's just perfect i will say just jumping back on the fart joke i felt like that worked because i think there was Mm -hmm. like a cut where heather was like who knows what kind of bonding they're doing and then it cuts to them like bonding over that um which is definitely Owen territory. Like, I don't love it, but I thought that the way that they set it up was special. So I, I didn't mind it too much. Mm, I agree. I think, like, it's also is kind of like a throwback to when, I don't know, in the earlier episode when the girls are all fighting and then, like, the guys are getting along and the they have that whole, like, episode. thing uh, where Owen burps the alphabet. Uh, I, yeah, I think there's certain moments where um, that type of humor can work well. And and it's like moments like this where it's it's driving the story and it's building relationships between people rather than just be the okay we need a joke with Owen on screen let's go for like the low hanging fruit. 
Yeah, and it works like on the fact that like sometimes when these these moments happen, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're teenagers. Like we gotta kind of always I always kinda have to remind myself that these are like teenage characters. It's not like Survivor where they're like twenty to thirty, forty, like they're young kids. So like we gotta frame it that way as well. Fast Watchinaqua, great addition. Uh thankfully he wasn't voted out this episode, otherwise we'd have been uh very upset. But the the best moment of the entire episode for me is when they run into the cave. Duncan, Owen, Heather, Duncan, Heather, Gwen, Gwen, Owen. And then they're like doing roll. It was the roll call and uh, Heather's line of like, I really hope that that's Owen licking my ear or something like that. Like just so good. I agree. I think uh, just the humor of them going through the names so many times and and the way they're saying it all in kind of hushed tones. And there's definitely, there's just one Gwen in there that's just really funny. Like, if you listen to Isolated, it's just hilarious. Um, and Heather's burn about, like, okay, like are we done taking roll call is, is great. And the fact that you, you've got all the bat size, but then you, like, the, the Sasquatch is in there too with them. Like they just seem to have forgotten about it. And you can see its eyes clearly there in the middle in there with them. Um, it's just, it's just so funny. And this cave has two, like an entrance and an exit as well. And the fact that the Sasquatch goes the opposite way, it's just, it's a really funny sequence. Oh, maybe one of the best, uh, funniest moments of the show. Um, like that and the whole uh, Lashana moment, those are some of the funniest things. Um, but after this moment, it sort of like bonds them or like air quotes, like bonds them because then they uh, sort of decide to like shelter together because, you know, they're a little spooked from what just happened. And like Heather builds this up as like, we're just going to take advantage of them. But then the guys run away and Duncan's like, I plan this, like, I know that they're going to take advantage of us, so I'm not going to let them. Long story short, they get taken advantage of the guys, and, uh, like, the second Heather was like, oh, I'm scared, let me, like, lay down on you, I was like, oh, she's taking the map. I just, you just, I just saw that coming. And that this whole, like, sequence of, like, them being, sh- sharing and caring and being generous and caught was just so good, and then, like, having that completed in the next morning when the Duncan's asleep and it was just the, the way that they handled it was so perfect. I agree. I love the, the, the fake um, truce, the fact that like, we've just been terrified by the Sasquatch. We need somewhere to sleep for the night. Like it's, it's a believable storyline for a reason why they would uh, bond and kind of work together for all of, you know, a, a single night. Um, but I do also love, like, the underlying subplot of, like, they both think, like, they've got this covered. Like, Duncan's so, like, cocky and, like, he's, like, like, the girls are obviously, like, trying to play us here, so let me, like, hide the map and the fact that they're able to play up to them. I love Heather whenever she goes into her, like, flirt mode of, like, let me seduce one of the dumb male characters. Is always fun. Uh, we haven't had any couples for a while, so uh, <laughs> we get our two seconds of, of matchmaking between characters, uh, which is great. But, yeah, just such a good manipulative episode for Heather. 
Um, and I, I love that the, the girls get the upper hand here. And even just the small moments of Gwen, like, just wrapping herself in the blanket. I don't know, but there was just something so satisfying about how she's, like, fully covered in this blanket and just looks so, like, <laughs> snug and cute. Um, it's just a really another fun sequence in the episode. Yeah, and the, the there was, like, a line from Heather where she's like, Gwen was just as willing, I'll have you know. <laughs> like, was just, their pairing was so on point and, and everything, they were, like, fully like on the same page the whole time like even when like they were at the the footprint for Sasquatch and Aqua like and they like had that moment where they both looked at each other like and they were like oh my god the footprint I'm so scared like the whole thing like Gwen's coming back to the cabin (laughs) (laughs) oh hey Gwen Uh. hey Gwen Gwen it's you what are you doing here outside the cabin, Gwen? Trying to get into the cabin? Oh, you're trying to get into the cabin. That's very interesting. Another great moment. That that's up there as well. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole pairing of these two girls was so good. And then, you know, the next morning they wake up and the guys are like alone. <laughs> and then here comes classic Owen joke. He's hungry and he can smell chef's sticky buns, cinnamon buns, whatever they were, and charges straight for them. But he literally charges straight for them and focuses on winning the buns over winning the challenge. And as a result, the girls win invincibility. I'm not sure what happens, but then Duncan gets out. So, yeah, I think like the episode kind of it loses it a bit right after the challenge is over i i think it could have been handled better with like a bit more strategy if we'd seen like more of like the breakdown of like the heather and duncan relationship or just like a like a cut to a confessional where she's like okay this is a chance to get like the biggest threat to win um like owen's owen's not a threat to anybody or something along those lines like i think it could have just been handled a little bit better um but I love like the the Duncan sniffing and 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 going for it. Like it's an easy joke, it's another fat joke, but it's advancing plot so it works. It's not just laughing at him. It's like here's a moment. I in my head for some reason I remembered that like he pee back Duncan, which didn't happen, so I was disappointed. Um, I think in like a previous episode he pee backed Izzy, but it just it works. The, the, that part and then after that it just kind of loses a bit and the campfire ceremony they kind of try to build up this drama but I think not having any discussion beforehand it, it loses sort of uh, a lot of the suspense and just seems a little bit weird in in the reasoning behind the choice that's made I also love the idea that chef can make all this delicious food just chooses not to for the, mm-hmm. the contestants. Like he used the kitchen at the cabin. Like it wasn't like he was at some special resort or somewhere, you know, in production. Like this was the regular place he cooks. He just chooses not to cook good food for them. And that that, that was a nice touch of the episode. And then obviously we get the chef tirade that you were talking about. Like I was going to do this. I was going to still read Gwen's, Gwen's diary. Uh, it was just a fun, you know, we get Chris monologues where he's like, like kind of going on and on about the the show and and what it's supposed to do and this and that, and then 
we get Shep's like version of that where he's just like on a tirade because they ruined his day. I love that the challenge is just an excuse for like Chef to have a day by himself doing what he loves. Like it's like he's put no thought into it. He's like, how can I just get rid of these annoying teenagers so I can spend some time by myself uh, doing what I want to do, which is is really fun. Any thoughts on the Duncan elimination? Did it? Do you remember going into it? Like I don't know what you remember. Um, I did think it was kind of around this point that we lost him, but I. From memory, I thought it would be more dramatic. I, in some ways, it's, I feel like it's not a real fitting send-off to a big character. Like I said, I think everybody gets their moment to shine throughout the episode, but I think Duncan's kind of one of, if not the biggest uh, male character in the show. Um so it felt like he could have got like more of a downfall. Even like when he goes, he's just like it's the attitude of like I don't I don't care anyway, and like he seems really kind of resigned to the point. There's no scramble to to stay. And for somebody who has been obviously kind of strategic, he was the one who wanted to strike up this alliance with Heather. Then um, it's just kind of a, a real uh, bland and, and silent um, boot for him. I feel. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a buzzkill for me, too. Um, I felt like his attitude was fine. Like, he is that kind of guy who's like, if I was going to win, like, I hate that I... Like, that that sort of negative attitude is very Duncan. And I do wish we sort of got it, like, some of the lines hinting at why he left. Um, Because at first I wasn't sure, is this a chef decision? Is this a vote decision? Uh, And I'm still kind of questioning that. Because, like, Heather... Like when he left, he's like, she said like, oh, you could have been in the alliance, but you chose not to, which left me like, okay, so she voted for him. But then Gwen like only talked about the sticky buns. So it was like, if she had just said something different, I would have believed that she voted for him, you know? Like if she was like, I'm sorry, I had to do that to you. You were a good game player or something like that. But she's like, sorry that sticky buns did you in was all that she said. Like, it was just weird. Yeah, I think we've talked about before that sometimes the vote outs are handled really well and we'll get like a cut to a confession afterwards, like with the whole like where when Jeff's booted, who's like not one of the main characters and then it's, it's definitely past his time to go at that point. Like we still get a reasoning behind of like, oh, he, like he's just too likable or nobody thought he could they could beat him at the end. And then here, like, it, it's final four. All the people left are big characters who have these storylines that have been built up and have had interactions and alliances at points throughout the show. Um, and then, yeah, it just isn't explained. And like you said, it wouldn't take much. It's just, like, one line here or there. Like, the Heather thing, it explains it. Maybe something from Gwen, like you said. And then, like, it just makes sense. I mean, that's not too far to believe because, like, Gwen and Heather are immune Duncan and Owen can only vote for each other and Heather's automatically voting for Duncan it seems like so like it's just not that it wasn't that far off like they were just like like half a I don't know I don't know what the word measure but like they were so close they were so Mm -hmm. close could have just tweaked it so slightly and it would have been perfect like and I don't think I would have had a complaint maybe like not as dramatic but the, how much drama can you install when you know that they're all four big characters? Mm, and when, when two of them are safe and you've only got two options, like it automatically kind of uh, sucks a bit of the drama out of the decision. 
Yeah, and you notice at the beginning of the episode, it wasn't a surprise mm-hmm. twist. Like, oh, both of you are safe. No, it's like you knew that going in. So it's either Gwen or Heather or Duncan or Owen at the end of the episode. So, and then uh, do you want to talk about his trip on the boat or do we, can we just skip that? I mean, it's fun. It's a fun gag. I do like that it keeps going between Chef and Sasquatch and Aqua. Um, but I think after, like, surely after a point, like, he stops, like, yelling that it's just going on indefinitely forever. Um, yeah, I think more interesting than that, I loved the, the final three um, confessionals after the boot. I think that was really fun, and I love that we get to see Heather again going into her, like, oh, yeah. let me butter up the jury as best I can to, like, secure some sort of help at the end or lock lockdown votes or whatever. It's just really fun and in character. I just want to thank everyone who got me to the final three. Courtney, I feel your pain, girl. You should not have been cheated off like that. Noah... <laughs> You are one seriously smart guy. Don't think I didn't notice. And Lindsay, the most fashionable girl on the island next to me, you know you'll always be one of my BFFs. Um, I think the fact that all of them get this nice segment at the end is is really nice. It's like a couple of episodes back when we had all the reasons for them, like thinking that they were going to win or whatever it was. Then we got a confession from everybody. It's really nice when you get an insight into what, what all the characters are thinking, especially when like it's down to the final three, like it's not going to take much time to to go through that. Yeah. And it's just like a, like a, a nice sort of send off, like, or sort of lead in, I guess I should say for the next episode, like the final Mm -hmm. three, like the very first season of the of the total drama series and we're at the final three like it's gwen owen and heather from the original they were on the same tribe at the beginning and all this kind of stuff so it's it nice to have that it, it'll be interesting to see how well they handle some of that stuff in the next episode about their sort of dynamics and how this is going to kind of shape out as they get to the the final episode but yeah great send-off for for the three or sort of yeah, let's just send off for the three of them and, and, and having that moment to, to have their kind of airtime and Heather's pandering to the jury. Uh, so obvious. Uh, no, I, I always knew you were so smart. Don't think I didn't. No, like <laughs> Such a random person to call back to. And I really love that. Like everybody else is like, she's like Courtney, big character, Lindsay. They had obviously that drama. And then like Noah comes so out of left field as like a, a vote or a person that she's, she's trying to get on board. Um, it's just really funny. Yeah, it it was a great Heather moment and a pretty decent episode all around. So what would you rate it? Uh, this for me is a buy. I think it, it kind of is, is bolstered by the fact that the episode before was just not great. <laughs> and, and, and just well, the fact that we're back to some sort of semblance of normality with a, a challenge, invincibility, um, what looks to be a vote, I suppose it's still a little bit questionable about what happened there, but in my head, like, this was a vote. So I just like that now it's more of a, we've got more of a conventional boot, finally, when we've had a real run of just unconventional, confusing uh, twists and turns and rule changes uh, to get rid of people. So it's nice that we've, yeah, back to kind of the heart of uh, the show, I suppose. I will say the ending like Duncan going is a little bit of a letdown just a little bit but still it's a buy for me as well 
I just loved so much about the episode. It was so fun. And finally getting, we're at the point where we're finally getting to the end. So like to, to see them kind of really having a standard episode so close to the finale is really good. Because I think that's when the show really shines. And we got to see Heather wrapped up as a mummy. So True. What, what, and Heather and Gwen teaming up. Who would have thought? Yeah, the, the duo we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever the saying is. So good. And, and then they'll probably uh, hate each other next episode. So back to, to traditional form. But that'll be it for us. Um, we're two episodes, I think, officially from the end of the season. Is that right? Um, yeah, so officially two episodes. <laughs> there are like six episodes left, but two episodes officially to cover. Um, two episodes also- that aired in Australia anyway when, when it first aired. So Jared's coverage ends in two episodes. Colin and mine ends in like four or five. So <laughs> that'll be awkward to record. But we'll figure it out. And yeah, uh, should we do a roll call or is that should we out? Should we end with a roll call? Why not? Uh, Jared. Uh, present. Rossi. Colin. Present. Jared. <laughs> Colin. Absent again. <laughs> that kid drew it in class all the time. I don't know. Yeah, cut in class. Gotta make up. Anyway, we're, we're done. Uh, see you whenever we see you. You don't see us because we listen to us. But you get the idea. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.